As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the host or the guest do not necessarily reflect the views of Paranormal Buzz Radio or its sponsors. Use of any material produced by Paranormal Buzz Radio without express written consent is strictly prohibited. For information on everything Paranormal Buzz Radio has to offer, visit our website, ParanormalBuzzRadio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Listener discretion is advised. Listen in as your host, Casey Colburn, brings together a perfectly picked panel of guests to discuss hot topics and events within the metaphysical and paranormal field. But don't worry, should the discussions get too heated, our studio's witch will sound a cackle to simmer the cauldron back down. Listen for new episodes of Cauldron Talk with Casey Colburn every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. only on Paranormal Buzz Radio. Welcome to Cauldron Talk. This is Season 2, Episode 9. I'm your host, Casey Colburn, and today we welcome to the circle... Heather Madison, and Jessica Ansley. Today we are talking about Christmas. Welcome to Cauldron Talk, ladies. How are we doing today? Doing great. I'm doing good. Doing great. How are you doing? Good. I'm happy to have you guys back on today. Today we're going to be talking about Christmas and the Yuletide season. Some of my questions for you ladies today are, um, what are some of the modern holiday traditions that you practice? So um, for me, I practice a lot more traditional traditions, um, but there are a couple, I guess, modern ones you could say. I like to do the cookie baking around the holidays and, and uh, kind of celebrate in that way sometimes. Um, we'll do like the cookie exchanges. And just like with everything else that I do, I try to put a lot of love and, you know, spirit into um, my baking and cooking and things like that. Because I am, I guess, technically a kitchen witch. So I definitely like to do that for people. And then one little weird thing on Christmas Day, if my kids don't wake me up first, which they usually do, um, I like to wake them up and we make 
um, hot cocoa, and we kind of snuggle in our holiday pajamas together before opening gifts. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds really, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do a lot of, um, as far as traditional, um, I just do a lot of traditions that my mother always did, you know, growing up. Um, you know, we do the stockings when my kids were younger. We always had the stockings um, that Santa Claus would come and fill overnight. You know, if we do that, we'd open a gift on Christmas Eve. We always would open one. Um, and that was always like a tradition in the family. We used to always get, have a get-together with the family on Christmas Eve um, back when I was younger. And that sort of fell out as time went on, you know, and we ended up having parties after Christmas, but that was always a nice thing. I always loved the quiet of Christmas Eve, that time of year. Um, I do baking as well. I always do cookies and, you know, this is going to be stranger this year, but um, traditional thing, the, tr the tree. I always put up a crush set, which I have from my mother as well. I, I inherited her, her manger scene that I always set up every year. Ever since I was born, I always got to like set that up or help her do that. That was always fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I I love this time of year. I mean, Halloween is my favorite, but I, I love the warmth that Christmas brings. Um, it's also my little sister's birthday, so shout out to Samantha <laughs> for her birthday. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, we do all sorts of fun stuff, um, presents in the morning, um, Christmas Eve, everybody gets to open up one. Um, and I think really that was just a hold over everybody because we were like chafing to the bit trying to get to the presents. Um, yeah, we all sorts of things decorating the trees. I just uh, recently I just decorated the tree at the Hinsdale house, so that was a lot of fun. It's uh, beautiful. Yeah, it's so pretty. I didn't know you did it. Yep. It, oh. It's actually uh, it's my tree. I I can't have my tree up at the house at my house um, because my cats. <laughs> they won't <laughs> yeah they won't leave it up um and it's an eight foot tree it was it was kind of pricey when I first got it so I'm so thrilled that I found a place that I can safely have it up and it can look the way it's supposed to instead of just sitting in a box but um I also recently helped my mom set up her Christmas tree getting that all ready so yeah definitely a lot of tree decorating around this time of year um where we like to Put together stockings and stuff personable stockings for everybody too do you guys do that sort of thing um not like personal ones we i mean i used to do that for my kids um but you know santa claus <laughs> but not for the family not for the rest of the family though we would just have it as like the kids mm -hmm. do you yeah do the adults you mean too yeah we uh so the the adults usually get kind of like because the main focus for gifts in my family is more about the kids. So everybody, I guess, spends the most on, on the kids of the family. And then we just get like a, a stocking that we all kind of put stuff in for each other. Um, nice. We get, we get presents and stuff too. It's just not, I've got a lot of little kids in my family. So that's what the main focus is, is for them. Um, I try to convince the younger ones every year that I'm a Christmas elf. So it's always fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i love this time of year though so do you guys bring any older traditions into your celebration uh for me obviously i kind of put this under the older tradition category because of the history behind it but obviously i participate in the gift giving tradition that was started by the christians and like their three wise men story 
Um, I also participate in the feasting traditions started by most of the pagan religions back in the day. So like basically they would feast to celebrate the coming of the winter solstice and they would have just like harvested a lot of the meat from their animals. And a lot of them, they, if they couldn't smoke it, they'd have to eat it right away or else it would spoil. And the reason they would do that is because of, um, they didn't want to have to feed them throughout the cold winter months and they would have, a lot of them would have just died anyways. So they kind of slaughter them then. So that's kind of where I've always found that the feasting tradition came from um, as far as our holidays. And um, we're obviously lucky enough to be able just to go to the store to purchase our food whenever we need it or want it. But um, the fact that the whole old feasting tradition started and still exists makes me and my belly happy. So Um, I also try to put up a holiday tree like you guys were talking about, um, growing up, we did it just because everyone else did, but since becoming older and being involved in the paranormal world and spiritual world, I've realized that the importance of evergreen trees and how they're said to have protective qualities, um, it makes it even, even mean more to me, especially during the holidays, because a lot of people can go through some negativity and if their, their family is not with them and things like that, or, just like seasonal depression, it kind of brings back like the smells of evergreen trees and, and furs and things like that. It kind of brings back that warmth like you were talking about. And even the Celts and Druids used evergreen in their temples as a sign of like everlasting life, which actually makes perfect sense because the trees were always green. They didn't, you know, turn brown and things like that. So those are um, some of the older traditions that I use in my holiday practice, I guess. And kind of where I feel they come from yeah and for us we sort of do the same I um I do think it's sort of funny how things just go, get handed down from generation to generation you don't really know why you're doing them a lot of times especially when you're a kid nothing's really explained you just sort of do like oh this is when we have the big dinner it's Christmas time um so it's sort of fascinating getting into the psychic realms and spiritual realms and then figuring out or finding out why you know with the, with the winter solstice and everything I just we do the same we always have a huge family party always right you know right after christmas not always on christmas day but a lot of times we can't all get together we used to have huge parties up in canada um but so that's a big tradition we do the feasting as well um but i would say as far as traditional things you know we always did the traditional as far as growing up um where we had the you know stockings and everything and we would have the christmas tree and have, have all that um we weren't catholics though so we never did the you know midnight mass we didn't do that part of it the church part of it you know but we just did the celebration of regular christmas yeah growing up i uh it was always just about family really um my mom never really imposed any religion on us she just kind of let that be what like let us explore what we wanted um and so she's been very accepting of like me being going into paganism and everything she's been very accepting of that um her like with her she's more traditional native anyways um and things are very very similar between the natives and a lot of the pagan uh culture and things that we do so it was an easy transition um yeah, we do all sorts of things. She does have us go car- uh, caroling every year, too. Um, we're not the best group of singers, um, but we we try and we we have a, our rounds that we do. A lot of the um, older people in our, our life, we go and we 
kind of try to brighten their day a little bit with that. And uh, this year, I don't know that it's going to happen, but um, maybe we can do it virtually. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, so that's another thing that we kind of do. Do you guys, have you ever done caroling or anything like that? Um, I used to, back when I was in high school for the choir that I was in, we would go uh, the, throughout the neighborhoods around um, the school and go as a group and do caroling and just kind of walk around the neighborhood singing to people. Um, it was kind of like a practice for us. And we would always do like a, a Christmas concert with old school um, carols and things like that. And then it was always, the concert was always held at my choir um, instructor's church, which I always found very interesting because a lot of times we had to do like separation of church and state, but we were able to squeeze that one by somehow. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. I, I definitely miss doing that, but there's no way my kids would, <laughs> uh, with them being the way they are, they would not survive out in the cold just singing. So maybe when they're older. <laughs> Yeah, we, we used to do that, too. When I was younger, we always went caroling as um, kids, same thing. I, I came from a big family, so there are eight of us. But my older sisters would always make us all go caroling. It was so funny. It was a blast, though. Go through the neighborhood, we'd be caroling. Um, and people would invite you in, neighbors, you know what I mean, for hot cocoa and all that kind of stuff. So um, <laughs> that was always such a fun thing. It was just a great thing. And then in high school, same thing, the choir. We used to go caroling. Um, that was really, really, they would have us do that at night. You could, you know, like volunteer and go at night and they would do caroling, but it was so fun. You know, people are so receptive to that. That's, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also I think, you know, for traditions for Christmas, I do think, um, as far as the winter solstice, I always love that time of year because it, you sort of are getting out of the winter mode because the days start to get longer again. And it almost feels like there's, you know, spring is on the way. <laughs> so you almost feel like there's hope always love those mm-hmm. those couple days after Christmas going into New Year's and my mother-in-law mm-hmm. had a really funny tradition she used to have us do she I don't know if you guys ever heard of this before but she would she said you had to um on New Year's Eve you had to walk out the front door right the strike stroke of midnight with a with a fish and with a silver dollar and then you had to walk around the house and come back in through the back door and oh, that was wow. bringing out the old and bringing in new so it was like new, you know, gifts, money, you know, all positive coming back in through the back of the house. So I thought that was such a funny thing. So she always had us all do that too. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think we've ever done that, but I do, I do actually remember reading something about that. So that's kind of cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. symbolic, you know, I like that. And so, sort of mm-hmm. getting, you know, ushering out the old, entering in the new. Yeah. Well, I know that we talked a little bit, too, about the trees already, but uh, what is a Yule log and why are they used? So from my understanding, I'm really into Norse mythology. Um, Yuletide and the Yule log comes from uh, a lot of Norse um, background and like the Celts and um, even some of the Druids practice this. But from my understanding, it's the custom of burning a a log or a giant log in sometimes they'd even go out and get a giant tree um, way back in the day. And it was uh, part of the old winter solstice festivals in Scandinavia and other parts of Northern Europe. And they would do that. It would last for 12 days and they would feast the entire time. And it was basically where they would uh, try and 
how do I say this? So they thought that the sun kind of stood still during solstice um, because it's the longest day or night of the year. And so they would keep the log burning for 12 days to try and encourage the sun to move. And it's also kind of where we get like the 12 days of Christmas song. And along with that, they would keep them warm in their over their hearth while they were feasting for the 12 days. So that's basically what I've learned when it comes to like Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I've heard that too with the, um, with the pagans always. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Um, honoring and celebrating, um, you know, Saturn with the Roman gods coming in and um, Saturnella and all of that ceremony where we sort of took that over um, all, a lot of their traditions and Yule Log being one of them where you, you're right with the winter solstice where they would burn the Yule Log as like a representation of ending the harvest, you know, that whole season was over, you know, starting anew. So they would burn the Yule Log and like you said, they would have big feasts and they would sing and they would, you know, basically have like big gatherings and it was a huge happy event so to usher that because they knew that everything was going to go quiet they were going to have to um, be you know home they weren't farming anymore everything was harvested so it wasn't time to plant so then they were going to study and concentrate on their religion instead so over the winter they sort of did that Mm -hmm. Mm yeah i know modernly too um because a lot of us don't have fireplaces in our homes now. Um, So modernly, if you want that symbolism still, I know that there are a lot of pagans out there, um, myself included, that I'll actually make a Yule log cake. And it's kind of like, kind of like a chocolate pumpkin roll type deal, not pumpkin, but like, like a roll. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's bringing in that symbolism of, that Yule log. Um, so that's something to, to kind of think about too. It's a little bit more tasty than, um, than <laughs> a traditional uh, Yule log, but it <laughs> works. The same. It's um, all about that symbolism, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and the intent. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So while the Yule log also brings in some of the light, what is it meant by bringing in the light? So honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. I had to look this one up and I still didn't find much about it because I've never heard this saying. So I'm going to let Heather answer this one. Um, I know that's kind of lame of me, but I've never even heard bringing in the lights. So take it away, Heather. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I'm sort of on the same page as you. I, I don't really know of that one. I haven't really heard of that before. Okay. Bringing so, in the light. 
Yeah. So what I know is like, you know how we um, we decorate the trees. Traditionally, you would put like candles and things like that. Um, what it is, is bringing in um, the light, bringing representing the sun. So oh. yeah, that makes sense. With Saturn being the main um, focus too, where it's all ending mm-hmm. of the summer season. And that makes sense. So what we uh, what we do now, though, is when we are decorating our homes and things like that with the with the Christmas lights, a lot of the times that is what we're doing is we're bringing in the lights. It's an old tradition. We don't think of it that way. A lot of us anyways think of it that way. But when you are decorating your trees and stuff outside, you're, you know, bringing in the the springtime. So it's kind of kind of cool. I think it's that sort of sounds like um, where nowadays you have to have the light boxes. A lot of people who suffer from seasonal disorders where it starts to get dark, where you have all those months of darkness where you don't have the sunlight, and then people like to have lights. So that totally makes sense. It makes you feel better, you know? Yeah, it's it's a really cool thing that I think, uh, you know, not too many people do know it or think about it um, because – as time goes on, traditions change and the reasons change with those traditions. And that's one that I, I've always kind of really liked is bringing in the the solstice with lights, just like the sun would. So I kind of like it. Yeah. So what are some of the crafts and things that you make for the holiday? Um, for me, as I said before, I do the cookie baking. Um, I guess that's kind of a craft. Uh, another thing that I like to do is make little ornaments with the kiddos. Like we'll do the, the palm print, um, you know, paper and then cut it out and give it out to, you know, the grandparents and stuff like that. I also do a lot of my winter themed teas. I have one that I make, it's called, uh, the winter blues and it's set to help with like things like seasonal depression and things like that. And I also do a lot of like scented soaps, like winter themed scented soaps, um, like uh, cinnamon and things like that for my apothecary business and bath bombs and things like that. Because a lot of people, when we get around the holiday part of the year, they want those things to remind them, oh, hey, you know, it's the warm time of the year, uh, figuratively speaking, of course. So those are just a couple of things that I like to make during the holidays to make people's days a little bit brighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to. I mean, I, I change every year. I don't do the same things every year. I always I always sort of pick a different craft or thing I want to work on. Um, but I used to always make wreaths. I just made one a couple of days ago. But uh, years and years ago, um, I used to help my grandmother um, make wreaths for uh, a place they worked where it was a big country club, but it had big doors and she used to have to make these giant like 10 foot wreaths. So I used to help make wreaths with real boughs. It was like, it was like the coolest thing to make these giant wreaths. So that was just a fun thing. So I used to make like my own wreaths. Um, and we used to make ornaments all the time. I made ornaments with pine cones and pine cones being a symbol of, you know, health. And um, it's just a great, a great uh, symbol. So I love the pine cones. So you allowed to see a lot of pine cone, you know, ornaments around Christmas time. Um, we used to do stained glass, work on candles a lot too, where they have um, all the special candles, where they have different spices in them, herbs, everything for different occasions. So I would give those as gifts as well, you know, so you can sort of make them for people, you know, with certain intention in them. And um, jewelry, we used to do that a lot. I used to make spider ornaments. 
you've heard the legend of this Christmas spider. It's a German legend where they said that's where tinsel came from. The spiders. Like, I have you, not heard that one. That? Oh, I don't think yeah. I have either. Oh, yeah. It's a really cute legend. Yeah, it's like it's a whole story about where tinsel comes from. They bought a, the people bought a tree and they put it up in the morning. It was covered in spider webs. And mm. this, yeah, it's a thing for spiders. So you can make these little bead spiders and you hang them in your tree. So I used to make those all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cute. That's cute. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do all sorts of crafts. I, again, I have a lot of little kids in my family, so we. Uh, we do, we make like the snowflake, the paper snowflakes. We do uh, the, make our own like garland. My mom right now is crocheting a bunch of um, like stockings and things like that just to hang around. Um, we do all sorts of different things. Um, we've decorated pine cones before. We use like the, uh, we painted them with glitter because it was just a craft for, mm-hmm. uh, to entertain the kids. Um all sorts of things. We make cookies. My mom makes the best um, sugar cookies. Um, so I, yeah, we do all sorts of fun, crafty things around this time of year. It helps keep everybody busy too. Um, we also, we make things like we'll work with the kids to make things so that they can give to their parents and, and whatever. Um, and that way they feel included with the gift giving too. Um, all sorts of different things. So mm-hmm. I, I really, I really enjoy the fall winter months for this um outside we like to do um we'll make like our um ice sculptures and snowmen snow animals that type of thing too so we get kind of crafty with that um the one year we actually dyed the snow too so it was kind of cool we had like yoda and we like dyed it green and everything it was kind of cool that's awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> fun yeah we did that we used to do that with uh, spray bottles of colored water you make like different things. <laughs> Made a giant rabbit one year. It was so much fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mom one year she saw somebody had made like these uh, colored ice balls, and mm-hmm. so with the balloons and everything. So we had to because she wanted them to line her um, walkway with it. So we had to make a bunch for her so that it would look cool. Um, it was it was easy and it, it kept everybody busy and happy. So. Why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did just come across something really funny, though, a couple of days ago, going through a lot of my mother's old um, paperwork. She passed away a few years ago, and I there was a whole box of old letters from World War II from my uncles when they were in the military. They were in Canada, um, the Canadian military, but um, they did this thing where Christmas Eve, 1942, my great-grandfather took a huge scroll of paper. It's like 30 feet long. They took like four layers, four of these scrolls, put carbon paper in between them all, and then had everybody at the party on Christmas Eve, this is all my great aunts and uncles, write notes, like in a big continuous chain of notes. And then they rolled them up and mailed them off to these guys, to my three uncles. And it's the funniest thing because they're all drinking. Like it starts out normal. (laughs) And then it's like (laughs) people are writing notes and like, they're getting drunker as they go. It's like, it's absolutely hilarious. Like someone just fell into the tree and it's such a strange thing to look into the traditions. You know what I mean? Like just the way that everybody's joking around in the notes and everything and mm-hmm. how that's over, that's like 80 years ago and it's no different. Do you know what I mean? The, the sense of humor and just what everybody's talking about is so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Just like they're here now, you know? 
That's but cool. that was really cool. Blast from the past. It was like peeking into Christmas of 1942, you know, with the war going on and just, mm-hmm. just absolute craziness. Funny. It's like a time capsule. Absolutely. Yeah. But cool, though, you know, because they're like, we're going out, you know, the uncles are going out to get the tree now. And then, you know, <laughs> the whole thing just goes on and on. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> like someone's still playing the harmonica and they're singing really badly and just going on and on about what's going on during the party. It's cool. Really, really That's cool. That's mm-hmm. right. I I love obviously the older traditions, but I also like as an adult now, like we were saying earlier, we kind of just do things because that's what our parents did. But I find it so fascinating now looking at like all the different pagan uh, traditions and how the Christians basically took over a lot of the things to convert people in and uh, took over their traditions. And it's so crazy because like doing research about it you know, as an adult, it's, it's like, oh, they didn't even embrace Christmas for the longest time because, you know, they didn't have, you know, the, the Christians didn't have a a date for Christ's birth. So they didn't even feel the need to celebrate it. And like in the fourth century or whatever, they're like, oh, we're going to celebrate this too. And you guys already celebrate this time of year. So why not you celebrate this guy's birth? Yeah. They absolutely shamed it. Mm Mm-hmm. They did. And, and they, they're like, oh, what is a better way to, you know, make it seem human than to give them like a real human birth story. And a lot of people at the time didn't see Jesus as an actual human that walked the earth, but like a spiritual entity, Mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. And even like the Puritans for the longest time, it was outlawed in the US. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but like, you weren't allowed to celebrate Christmas as a Christian for the longest time during the beginning of the United States in a lot of locations because the Puritans are like, no, we're not embracing that. All the traditions are from, you know, pagan religions and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. They're calling them out on it. Oh, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, who can blame them? Like, like Kay was saying earlier, everyone wants that like glowy warm feeling during the dreary winter times and coming together and, you know, being part of something even bigger than just yourself or your own family. It's like, your immediate family it's it's like you you get all kinds of families together and celebrated mm-hmm. you know oh yeah so I, I always find those types of tra- traditions interesting like I'm gonna say even our gift giving a lot of people think it just comes from Christianity but it actually comes from Odin and the Norse mythology like all people don't even know that mm-hmm. it's so fascinating to me yep yep Santa didn't used to look the way he we'd see him now he yeah. uh, typically wore blue. Um, Odin was known as um, Father Winter and Father Time and all that. And that uh, is Santa. Um, yeah. yeah was a real person. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and then I always found it interesting, too, since I've learned this. Um, the whole eight reindeer thing actually comes from Odin's eight-legged white horse that flew <laughs> through the air checking over you know at nighttime and on the roofs of houses like they Odin would fly with his eight-legged horse and <laughs> check on everybody and he would be the one that would give gifts and even some of the ghosts during Christmas times would be the ones checking on people and giving gifts so I always found that pretty interesting that the eight-legged reindeer is actually one mm-hmm. eight-legged horse or eight reindeer you know what I mean <laughs> yep yeah research on saint nicholas too i thought it was funny he's a patron saint of children the poor and prostitutes so i thought that was sort of fascinating <laughs> like oh they, yeah oh they sort of pick and choose what they want to sort of 
highlight. Mm-hmm. As a bishop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's it's definitely definitely interesting how things just change. I'm not even sure like like how something like that just changes, but it just I guess time as time goes on it just does. Um speaking of the reindeer though, one of one of the facts that I like to always tell everybody, um so the female reindeer are the only ones that keep their antlers during the whole year. Um oh. so all of uh, Santa's reindeer are female deer. That's mm. cool. Yeah. Um, the males shed their, their antlers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, and the females will keep them all year long. I learned that actually just a few years ago because I follow a, um, like a reindeer sanctuary farm thing on Facebook and they, they told me about it. So I was like, Hey, that's kind of, kind of cool. Kind of interesting. So definitely. Yeah, my daughter was to talk about the reindeer too. Up, but she's a she lives in Alaska, and she was saying that up there they call the elk reindeer. <laughs> Even though they're elk, they call them reindeer. So then yeah. that was really weird because you feel you know elk, they just look <laughs> like giant deer basically, but they're huge like moose. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny. She said she was all confused because they kept referring to these, you know, to them as reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> but they're different. I mean, but anyway, it's sort of funny. So up in Alaska, yep, they call them the same. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I, if I could have a farm, I would have reindeer for sure because they're pretty cool. Um, but that's someday maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, sanctuary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'd have peacocks too, so it's going to be a really strange. Well, a friend farm. of mine has. Yeah, a friend of mine has peacocks. Yep. Mm-hmm. She has another farm. I hear they're mean, but they're really cool. So I mean, it's they're maybe. Yeah. They're sort of, they do that shrieking thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My and dad's they... right by the Buffalo Zoo, and you hear the, uh, in the summer, you hear the elephants. Yeah. And the cool. lions roaring. It's really cool. But every once in a while, you hear that screech, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they can fly, too. Um, that surprised me when I was a really little kid. I didn't know, I didn't realize that they could fly. And, yeah, they, they can fly. 
So. Hmm. Hmm. Not, they're not like, they're not going to fly like a huge distance, I don't think. But because they're kind of big, you know, but they're mm-hmm. they fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely do their own thing. She had them out in the pens. She has ducks and all sorts of different animals. Um, she has like a petting zoo, but she has mini ponies and all sorts of animals, you know, donkeys and llamas and everything. But the peacocks just sort of do their own thing. They're not in a pen or anything. She just lets them roam around. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but they usually stay where the chickens are and with the ducks. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I would I would definitely have like a, a similar situation if I could. I just I love caring for animals. So that would just be like my my dream job right there is just to stay home and take care of all the all of my animals. I mean I, I technically do that now anyways, just not large <laughs> large animals. Um, well she works at the Niagara County SPCA, I guess. So so when animals are surrendered they have to go save different you know how that is every once in a while. They'll come across mm-hmm. an animal that needs somewhere to go. They have to, they go and, you know, save these poor animals that people take in. They can't take care of them. And mm-hmm. so she ends up with a really funny assortment of animals because they're like, hey, we, we have a llama. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, so, go so, get it. so awesome. Yeah, I feel that way just in general because we have a zoo in our house. Like, quite literally, it feels like a zoo mm-hmm. and uh, a bunch of different types of breeds of animals and so every time somebody needs to like rehome or needs it to be rescued they always come to me first like hey are you interested and of course me being the caring heart for animals that I have most of most of the time it sounds horrible I'm not gonna say it all the time but most of the time I like animals more than humans but um yeah I feel I feel like I want to take them in and my husband's like no more mouths to feed or butts to clean I yep. need a farm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's well, how I am working well, on the, as a dog trainer, like everybody just comes to me for everything. I, some of the messages that I get and some of the pictures um, that I get, I just, I have to just say, you know, please take your animal, whatever it is, whatever's going on with it to the vet. <laughs> I'm not a vet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people will do that. So, yeah, I definitely get that. And having, like, my own farm where I can take care of my own stuff and just kind of be with with my animals would be would be a dream. So. Well, like totally. the, spirits, the spirits say, you know, like the animals are older than humans and they were originally around being taken care of by the angelic realm. So they're actually telepathic animals. So they're definitely a different phylum. That's why animals mm-hmm. are so funny because they'll look at each other You'll, you know, you'll watch them, they'll look at each other, and they'll both go in the same direction. They'll both go and do something. So they they operate telepathically. So it's pretty neat. You can practice that with your own animals. You know how you can sort of call them. You're thinking about them, like, wait, did I let so-and-so back in, you know? And all of a sudden they show up at the door or they show up at your feet. Like, what do you look, you know, were you calling me? You know how animals do that all the time. So they definitely have a different energy level to them. And they even say, like, if there's a, say, a house burns down, You'll hear stories about some of the people that make it, but the animals almost always make it all alive. But they, they say that the angels, they um, will always take care of animals first over humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is your fondest memories of celebrating the holiday? Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> For me, this is kind of a funny story. It's why I said, oh, boy, here we go. 
I was, I'm going to say seven years old. Okay. And my grandparents always went overboard when it came to Christmas, especially on my mom's side. And, uh, I was overhearing, I overheard my mom and dad talking and I was eavesdropping, which I shouldn't have been, but that's what kids do. And they were talking about, uh, my mom's like, yeah, I can't believe they got her a 13 inch one. And I was like, what do you mean they got me 13 inch, 13 inch what? And my dad's like, it's a snake. It's a 13 inch (laughs) snake. And then I was like, they thought I was going to be scared or worried, but this kind of goes along with the animals thing. Like I was excited. So the day comes for Christmas and we're at my grandparents opening gifts and they saved the best for last, of course, in their eyes. And my mom was videotaping on her brand new camcorder. My dad just got her and it was like one of the big giant ones that like sit on your shoulder and they have like the VCR tape that goes in there. But anyways, they're sitting there recording and they, my grandma brings me this giant box and I open it up and I'm all excited thinking I'm going to get this snake and I open up the box and it was a 13 inch Zenith TV and I was so disappointed and I started crying and my grandma's like, what, what's wrong? It's a brand new TV. Like, why are you crying right now? And I had to tell him like, it's not a snake. (laughs) (laughs) So to this day, my dad especially still teases me about the 13 inch snake that I thought I was getting. And that is really, like, one of the last times that, before my grandfather passed, um, that we actually had a holiday together with all of our family together. And it was, like, my grandfather, once he passed, it was, like, the the heart of the family passed with him. And holidays just were never the same. So that's, like, the last time that I felt like our family was complete in a way and had that, like, Christmas joy. So it's also part of the reason why it's such a fond memory for me oh yeah yeah it's tough boy because then all of a sudden it seems like it's time marches on and then all of a sudden people are not there anymore it's it's crazy you don't don't realize it when it's happening you know yeah he died when he was 52 so he died young Mm -hmm. and it's like we I was 10 years old when he died and it's like man so much we could have done so much you know if he had just mm-hmm. gone to the doctor sooner, but you know, we all have our purpose in life and when we go, it's our time. So Yeah. Yeah. I used to love Christmas is always my favorite, favorite time of year. Um my oldest sister actually passed away on December twenty third. Um it was boy six years ago now, but um before that we always got all got together. It was amazing, you know, all of us were still in town you know it was just a, a terrible it was just a weird thing it took me a couple of years to really get back into the swing of christmas again you know what i mean because it was just every year december would roll around and it was just that's all you could think of uh, for me you know it's sort of uh it was just an awful awful thing but as kids it was such a we were just really really close as siblings but one of my favorite christmases was when um <laughs> when i was really little probably about five or six years old but um my brother my older brother used to we had a two-story house, and he would climb up on the roof with jingle bells, and like, <laughs> and make noise and stomp around the roof, and they'd be like, "It's Santa!" And this reindeer up there it was the funniest thing. It's snowy, and he's up on the roof. We're like, "I don't think he should be up there." I'm a little kid thinking, "Huh, it's probably not a good idea." But my littler sisters were like, "Oh my God, Santa!" It was so funny because they used to do a thing on the radio. I think they still do, where they give you like tracking, like Santa. Oh yeah, for Kansas, <laughs> you know, it was really funny and. 
it was that's, but it was so much fun though to get into all of it. That's yeah. so funny because you just reminded me of when I was a kid. I was like six or seven, and I was under the whole impression like, oh, Santa's not real, blah 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 blah. And it's because I had watched my mom. I snuck down and watched my mom wrapping presents on Christmas Eve, and I noticed I was smart enough to realize her handwriting looked a lot like Santa's handwriting. <laughs> and and so it was funny because I was like, I don't believe in Santa. And my dad was like, well, if you don't believe in Santa, then you better realize you're not going to get me gifts, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because my dad did something similar where he was like shaking jingle bells and Santa, I woke up to that and Santa left presents for my brother, but didn't leave presents for me. Uh. And so I opened, flung open the window. I run back to my room. I flung open the window. It was like five in the morning. And I was like, I believe in you, Santa. Please come back. (laughs) So the whole Jingle Bell thing totally reminded me of my dad, you know, playing that little prank on me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, I used to, I was a manager at Toys R Us for a long time when my kids were really little. So it was like perfect. <laughs> so I used to do that like years and years ago. Um, but it was really, really funny Christmas time. So I would get the coolest presents. You know what I mean? I always could get everything they wanted because I, you know, was in charge of boxes. <laughs> I'm like, perfect. You know, if they want the new Nintendo, whatever it is. So it was hilarious. So Christmas was insane. Like when I worked at the store because I would get all sorts of deals and find cool stuff and it was like the funniest thing. Like my kids never realized how spoiled they were. You know, I'm like, you don't realize, you know, they'd have like a hundred presents because I'd be like, oh, I got this too. And I got a deal on this one. So I bought that. But it was the funniest thing when they were little, you know, and then when they got older and I was always trying to find places to hide things. You know how that is. Your parents always have somewhere to hide things. And then you're only like two years ago, my son, who's now like in his twenties, he's like, we were joking about it because they never really asked about Santa. You know what I mean? They never even said anything. They never did that. Where it's like, I don't believe in Santa. They were like really funny kids, you know? They were always like, sure, Santa, okay. <laughs> when they were little. <laughs> and it was hilarious because my son's like, you know, I always knew where you hid presents. I would always go through and check everything out. I'm like, you know, you're such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> my, he was smart my, enough not to tell me that he didn't, you know, that he found them. My parents <laughs> were smart enough. We had a garage attached and like where our furnace and stuff was, was in the garage. And so we were, they had a door that locked and they had a key to it and they were smart enough to lock everything in there. <laughs> Otherwise I would have snooped and I would have found everything. Cause I'm one of those weirdos that like, I wait until the last week before Christmas, sometimes Christmas Eve to buy things because if I buy someone a gift, I am going to give it to them early. I just cannot wait to see <laughs> like their reaction. So even mm-hmm. with the there kids, I, I have to hide everything the week before and, like, try and, like, tie my hands down, figuratively speaking, to keep myself from giving things to them early. Like, I have two things that I bought for them already, and it's like, oh, God, I should have just left it because they're uh, crafts that my friend and neighbor made for them. And I was like, it's safer at your house, please. I'll give you the money, but keep them at your house. Why would you? Yeah, when I was little, I was crazy. Well, I'm so crazy. But when I was little, I was, like, so excited about everything all the time. It was really funny. And Christmas, but I never, you know, when you're, like, three or four, you don't know what a calendar is. You don't know what day it is. You know, so I'd drive my mother crazy. Like, how many days till Christmas? So she used to have to make paper chains for me. 
you know, with the days of the week. Each little chain is a day of the week. She'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. every morning, okay, you can rip off another chain. And then when the chain is gone, then it's Christmas time. So she would always have this big chain in the kitchen. It was hilarious. But eight kids, but I was the one that would just drive her insane, you know? <laughs> so I'd be like, well, if I rip all the chains off, does that mean Christmas is dinner? She's like, no, <laughs> it's, it's one a day. Oh, it was so funny. Because I would like, break out into rashes and hives. I'd get so excited. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Kay, what, what's your favorite memory? Oh, I've got, I've got lots. Um, well, the, the one that really comes to my mind is, so for about three months before Christmas, um, I had been having dreams. I was about seven years old at the time. I had been having dreams of my dad bringing me a brown puppy. Mm-hmm. And I kept asking, I'm like, I know you're bringing me a brown puppy. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, um, I want to say it was Christmas Eve. I had stayed up so, like, so late uh, waiting for him to get back home because he had he had gone out for something. And um, I waited and waited and waited. Finally, I fell asleep on the couch. And um, then I, I kind of heard my mom, like, kind of, like, him and her, like, kind of bickering a little bit because she was not for getting a puppy because we had a lot of kids in our family. She already had to take care of it you know, a full family. She didn't want to take care of a puppy too. Um, but he had, he brought it in, he sat it on my, my stomach and mm. I like grabbed it. Cause I was like, what is this? You know? And he's like, I went to roll over. He's like, no, 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 no. You know? Um, and then I woke up and there was this puppy sitting there. He had actually rescued this puppy from an abusive situation. So, um, uh. he was not expecting to get this puppy, but for some, somehow, I don't know how our gifts work, but somehow I knew that I was going to get this little brown puppy. He was a German Shepherd Husky mix, and Ooh, yeah, he was a, a beautiful dog, um, and I named him Lucky because I was obsessed with um, 101 Dalmatians, so I named him <laughs> Lucky. So, yep, that was my fondest. Um, I also... I also like the uh, when my baby sister first came home, I had made my mom went into labor and I I remember like a week before she was worried about the pregnancy because she was past due. And I said, don't worry, Mama, Santa's going to bring this this baby. I was like five and a half, six years old at that time. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember saying, don't worry, Mama, Santa's bringing the baby. And she's like, well, I hope not, you know, because <laughs> it was already past two. And um, and I was like, no, no Santa's bringing her. And uh, Christmas morning, she had she went into labor and I made everybody wait for my baby sister and my mom to get home for the presents. Well, in my mind, for whatever reason, as a little kid, I imagined my baby sister as being like the same age we were going to play and do everything together. Oh, and then right. when she brought home this baby, I was like, what am I, what do I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> was, um, but as the years went on, we're, we're inseparable We're she's the same size as me and everything. So we can trade shoes and shirts and whatever, you know? So it's, she ended up being the best friend I knew she was going to be. So it worked out, but oh. I just had to wait. So I like I like those two memories the most. That's awesome. That's cute. Yep. Yeah. 
I wanted to tell you that I was absolutely obsessed with 101 Dalmatians as well. Like, I broke the VCR. My mom had to buy, like, three copies of the tape because I was obsessed with that movie. Yeah, it was. I Do you remember McDonald's used to have, like, the the special uh, toys and stuff that you could get? Um, Well, I still have some of the – they're, like, snow globes, and it's 101 Dalmatian – snow globes from mcdonald's i still have them somewhere but those are kind of those were kind of cool my dad went like nuts trying to get me those because like certain stores will only have certain ones and things and he wanted me to have the full you know collection so that was like his own mission to get me all of those because i did like them i I like snow globes too so it was like perfect that's cute Yeah. So do you, do you ladies have a favorite holiday treat or dish that you like to have every year? For me, I am absolutely obsessed with like the ham, like the brown sugar ham. And then my mom, my grandma started this, but my mom does it now. She makes extra like uh, pineapples and cherries that she cooks in the ham or on the ham. So you get like the sweet and salty together. So now she literally makes a bowl. <laughs> she has like one bowl for everybody else and like a bowl for me just of the pineapples and cherries. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, my my mom was a big baker, so there's a lot of her recipes that I use. And then my grandmother's recipes too. So yeah, there's a couple things. There's these cream cheese cookies that my mother always made, my grandmother made. It's like five sticks of butter in these things. They're crazy. They're just all butter and cream cheese and sugar they're amazing so those <laughs> there's a couple of different cookies that are old 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 timey recipes that we make her sugar cookies and things like that but I always have to make all the traditional cookies mm-hmm. so that's my big thing mm-hmm. yeah I, I enjoy the the sugar cookies too my mom makes those um for like on our table I'm not really sure I kind of just I kind of like it all. I think it all goes well together. Um, kind of like this this past Thanksgiving. I don't know if I, I've heard this from a lot of people um, that for some reason this Thanksgiving's meal was just like the best it ha- as it's ever been in years. Um, <laughs> and it was that way at, at my uh, my family's too. It was just everything just went perfectly together. For some reason, nothing was off. Like it was it was good. Um, and that's just kind of how I. We have our our Christmas um, feast is very similar in setup, so I get kind of like two Thanksgivings. It's kind of cool. I do too. For Christmas, I the last couple of years I've been having a Christmas party for the family here, so there's been like 35 people. I don't know. I don't think we're allowed to do that this year. <laughs> no. But, but um. Ah, but we'll see. Uh, at least I have some people out for it, but we yeah, always make like same. I do like a big turkey and I do the ham, the spiral ham with the, you know, pineapples and cherries. Same thing. Yep, mm-hmm. that's a big thing I make every year. So that I always look forward to. Just having a big, big um, dinner. We used to do a big thing up in Canada with all my cousins up there, up at um, oh geez, I think it's St. Catharines. But we would always meet up there, and we hadn't done that in years. But when we were kids growing up, so that was always a huge dinner, and all the aunts, everybody would make something different. But I remember those so vividly, those giant dinners, because we come from a really big family. It would be like 300 people there. It's just oh. huge, huge. We had to rent a hall for everybody. 
That's what cool. So yeah, absolutely, so much fun. Yeah. My uh, my mom makes this thing every year now. Um, that my grandma used to make. It's called German potato candy, and it sounds really gross. But basically, instead <laughs> of using like flour and stuff, they'd use boiled potatoes like mashed potatoes and they would take um what's it called powdered sugar and mix it in with the potatoes till it becomes kind of thick and then they would put it down on a piece of like parchment paper and then take peanut butter and put it on top of that and do little rolls basically like a jelly roll but instead it's this peanut butter and potato starch basically and it tastes like potato or not potato uh peanut butter fudge oh wow (laughs) And it's so good. You wouldn't, you can't even tell that it's potatoes. Hmm. Yeah, those are good. I, a friend, I don't remember what they're called, but they're whiskey cookies and they kind of look like waffles, little waffles. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're made with whiskey and she used to make those every year. It's like, like a maple type of flavor to it. And oh my God, those were just so good. Um, I, don't think I've really thought about them for a couple of years now, but maybe I'll have to try to find a recipe for them because those are really, really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. My, my neighbors used to make these rum, they were rum, um, cream cheese cookies. They were like sandwich cookies with this, with like confectioner sugar. It was almost like, um, a, a filling, like you'd make two halves with a press, a cookie press. And then you put it, Oh my God, they were so good. I still have to, <laughs> they were amazing. I'll have to yeah. like call her up over you. I need those cookies. <laughs> I need you to make me a batch of those cookies. They're fantastic. And that was yeah, had, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. She gave me the recipe one time and it wasn't right. Or it wasn't the same. You know how that is? People like, it's not quite right. You know, when you're making, making a recipe, you throw your own stuff in there. So I was like, mm. it was a little bit different. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know how that is. Unfortunately, mine's just like if I make if I make any cookies, they're gonna come out like a brick. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I do wrong, but they just it's. I'm like my grandma with cookies. I guess they just turn to bricks. Um, yeah. My, my, Doug uh, Doug eats them anyway, so he's he's a good sport. I think I'll keep him <laughs> around for a little bit. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, my my favorite holiday drink too. Like a lot of people like the eggnog. I'm not eggnog is too like I don't know. I, I don't really too spicy maybe. Like I don't like all that in it. Um, but I do like the custard nog. And what I like to do is I like to take the um raspberry uh, Smirnoff, and then Ooh. you mix that with the with the custard nog, and it tastes just like a raspberry cheesecake. Ooh, it's wow. my favorite. I only have it just on on Christmas. It's the only time I'll I'll drink that, but it tastes really really good. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I put the fireball whiskey in with eggnog, and that's really good. It's mm-hmm. like cinnamon eggnog. It's really really good. Mm-hmm. See, I'm I'm kind of spoiled in the eggnog department because my husband and both my children are lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. But fairly recently, I found out that lactaid makes eggnog. And so <laughs> I got that and I'm so used to just drinking it on my own that I still finished it in like a day. <laughs> I'm, I can't just sip eggnog. Like, I feel like I have to chug it. I don't know why. Yeah. And it's, it's the weirdest thing. I just, it just sits there and I'm like, there's so much milk in there. You know, if, if it sits there, it's going to spoil. So I just drink it really quickly. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I, I went away. through a whole, yeah, I went through a whole mm-hmm. thing of it, even though he was technically able to drink it. I just, I just went by habit and drank the whole like half gallon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the, uh, the Tom and Jerry's drink too. I get that down at, um, James Dunn bowling alley. And, um, just once a year again you know but it's so good i'm not really sure what it's made with but it's kind of kind of like an eggnoggy type of drink too um Mm. but it's really good so if you get a chance order a tom and jerry's they're really good so (laughs) (laughs) so well any uh any warm wishes for our listeners today yeah, uh, definitely. Just stay positive with everything going on in the world. It's it's really easy to get ca- caught into a negative spiral. I've been catching myself here and there uh, doing that. So try and stay as positive anytime those negative thoughts start creeping in. I and mean, obviously, it's really hard with the winter coming um, to stay positive, too, because we can't go outside as much and the sun's not there. Just try and stay positive and um do the best you can. We're all doing the best we can with what we have. So definitely enjoy your holiday and have a safe holiday and just stay positive. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to echo the same. I mean, you never know how things are going to turn out. You know, stay positive, stay happy. Um, better days are definitely on the way. Things have to change. You never know what's going to happen, you know, <laughs> but just when things <laughs> seem the darkest. You know, there's always a surprise around the corner. So I always tell people you never know how things are going to be, but stay happy, stay healthy, positive, you know, wish everyone a happy Christmas and a happy New Year. Thank goodness. You know, I have high yeah. hope 2021. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fingers like, crossed. Yes. <laughs> like I always say, the darkest hour is just before dawn. That's what you mm-hmm. have to kind of remember. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday season. Um, Even if, you know, I know today we talked about Yule, we talked about Christmas, but no matter what holiday you you practice, I hope it's a wonderful one. And I hope it brings everybody good, good tidings and good cheer. So thank you all for being on my show. Yuletide blessings to all and to all. Good night. Thank Thank you. you. Everybody. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you. Good night. You're welcome. And again, I just want to say happy birthday to my baby sister. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Love you, Sammy. Thank you for joining my circle tonight. It was a pleasure to discuss this spooky topic with you. And a thank you to all my listeners for tuning in. And as always, dreadful dreams. Remember, my darlings, to always be kind to those around you, including our friends with claws, fangs, and fur. Hello, darling. Love the show and want to be more involved? All while showing your support? Have I got the perfect thing for you. Subscribe to my Patreon page today, and as a patron, you'll have the option to select which tier you are interested in, with exclusive patron-only offers from early access, live stream chats, shoutouts, distant readings, and so much more. If this has piqued your interest, 
Please follow the link in the chat or go to patreon.com and search Cauldron Talk with Casey Colburn and become a patron today. Thank you for your support, darlings. And as always, dreadful dreams. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.